Liberation is liberation! Contradiction is truth! Those are the facts of this world! And you will all surrender to them! You pigs in human clothing! Wandering around the Blue Ridge Mountains like a moonshiner looking for revenueers. I am Dean Ledwig, and with me as always... I'm Scott Dunlop, reporting from an abandoned missile silo in Lukenbach, Texas. And I got Starlink, and we're going to make it work. All uh, right. Hadn't made it work yet. Okay. But soon, 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 right. soon. A couple of weeks, and we will do our first traveling podcast. Well, you are a dude named Ben, so... Yeah, yeah, I yeah. trust you. Yeah, yeah. I just hadn't got to it yet. Uh, you know, you wait a year and a half for this thing, and and then you don't even open the box once you get it. Dude. 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 All so, right. So first, we'll start off with the Wheel of Genders. So this week, I'm a gay kindergartner in Florida because... My teacher and Disney told me so. Because <laughs> they told you you were gay? Somebody did. I can't remember who it was, but somebody did. Oh, yeah. If nobody tells you you're gay, how do you know you're gay? Really? Especially I mean, at that age. I mean, I'm five years old, right? Yeah, and you have all kinds of sexual thoughts at five years old. Okay, we're going down a, a trail I don't want to go down. Yeah, let's stop right yeah, there. Yeah, let's stop there. I am a dudette named Ben. Oh, you're gender fluid. I am. I just have a really deep voice for a dudette, and it's ma'am. If I got a bottle of water, is it gender fluid? <laughs> <laughs> just wondering. It's, uh, I don't know. Just one of those things okay. that you contemplate. Yeah. So, <laughs> I got a clip here. Uh-huh. We're not a clip show. No. We're not no agenda. But, you know, clips do help enhance uh, what we do. Yeah, this, I, it was hard. We're not, we're not deconstructing the media. It, yeah, it was hard for me to kind of voice this clip in a way that was effective. So, we're going to play this clip. We're going to pause a couple of times to comment. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is the Supreme Court Justice Jackson or nominee. The Senate hearing. Yeah. Yeah. And this is with Ted Cruz. And this is, uh, Ted did it much better than that other lady did last yeah. week. So, and he brings precedent, which is. He's good about that. Yeah. Yeah. And let's remember, these guys went to law school together. Yeah. <laughs> so, let her rip, tater chip. <laughs> um, so, for example, uh, that, that, that means that, that even if I might have a disagreement with some particular policy or some particular law, that, that I can't bring a case unless I am personally aggrieved by that policy or that law. And we're talking about gender, just to... Be clear. He's right. talking about gender. Right. Lawsuits that you can bring in gender. And if you can't identify 
a man from a woman. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, hold on before you start the clip again. Um, I just want a uh, little uh, information beforehand. You cannot bring a case to the Supreme Court unless the lower courts have already deemed it that they can't either adjudicate it or you're appealing that and you keep appealing it till you get to the Supreme Court. You can't just go to the Supreme Court. Right. And somebody must be injured. Mm-hmm. Now, injury can come in all sorts of forms. It doesn't mean physical injury. It could be financial. It could be emotional. It could be, you know, all kinds of different things. But those are some of the qualifications to even get to the Supreme Court. And I think in um, Ted Cruz's uh, questioning of her, I think that came before all this. So I just wanted to yeah. set that up. Yeah. So in, in other words, this is basically just to kind of, this may seem to be a uh, fallacious reasoning, but. <laughs> Did if, you just say, fala- oh, fallacious. Yeah. Okay. So uh, if Dean came over and felt my boobs and I identified as a girl, mm-hmm. then an underage girl ah, at that. Yes. It would be pedophilia and uh, and uh, sexual, sexual harassment or sexual assault. Yeah. 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 All right, here we go. But if I feel up your boobs now as you're a dude and I'm a dudette, well, I de- think we're fine. Depends on the day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And that's what this is about. That's exactly exactly. what this is about. So here we go. Uh, So, for example, you're at my alma mater, Harvard, uh, is currently being sued for its explicit and, in my view, egregious policy of discriminating against Asian Americans. Uh, Even though I think that policy is egregious, I, as an individual plaintiff, could not bring a lawsuit challenging it uh, because I am not Asian American. Is that right? If you brought a lawsuit, um, the court would have to evaluate whether you had an actual injury in order to be able to determine whether it had subject matter jurisdiction to hear the suit. Wrong. But, but if I'm not in the class being discriminated against, then I don't have the ability to bring the lawsuit. Is that right? I think I, you'd have to have an actual injury. Certainly, people I think not answering the, the question claim no. that they had an injury for that purpose. So now you're you're on the board of overseers of Harvard. If you're confirmed, do you intend to recuse from this lawsuit? That is my plan, Senator. Okay. Um, we discussed yesterday how the standard for race discrimination was she strict scrutiny. didn't answer. Uh, the court has laid out a, a different standard for gender discrimination. Um, w- what is the constitutional standard that applies to, to gender discrimination? Here we go. <laughs> you notice she said uh, when he asked if she would recuse herself, she I didn't say to. yes or no. She said, I plan to, I plan which to. means, you know, that that does not bind her to recusing herself when obviously she should. Yes, she should, but she's not going to. No, of course not. But to continue. Gender discrimination, um, the court has held um, intermediate scrutiny applies, which is um, that the government has to have uh, an important interest and um, the tailoring doesn't have to be as narrow. Right. 
So yesterday, uh, under under questioning from Senator Blackburn and under oath, uh, you mm-hmm. told her that that you couldn't define what a woman is, uh, that you were not a biologist, which which I think you're the the only Supreme Court nominee in history who's been unable to answer the question, what is a woman? Let me ask you as a judge, how would you determine if a plaintiff had Article Three standing uh, to challenge a gender-based rule, regulation, policy uh, without being able to determine what a woman was? Okay. Because I said so? I'm going to go off the rails here for Do a it. second. Do it. <laughs> so, so we have International Women's Month. We've been doing this as a corporation, mm-hmm. uh, the one that I particularly work for, uh-huh. and we've been doing this all month and celebrating women, celebrating women, blah, 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 and then we're not supposed to identify women? No, no. It's got to be self-identification. It's just like, and this is what gets me, you, you ever notice the, uh, the whole pronouns thing? Mm-hmm. Most of the people that I, you know, put their pronouns in, in a profile online. Oh God. LinkedIn, um, man. They're well, the worst. Uh, they're, him. Yeah. It's like, for, for people who are obviously guys. Yeah. And she, her, for people who are obviously women. And they, them who have multiple personalities. They must because <laughs> they, I understand English and uh-huh. I'm not going to change my language. They and them are plurals. If you're not showing up with somebody beside you, you cannot be they or them. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah, it's just it's great. But no, National Women's Day is for anybody who says they're a woman. So if I say I'm a woman on National Women's Day, then by God, you better support me. Yeah, but my my point is, pick one. Yeah, you can't have it both ways. Pick yes, you one. can. You can change in the middle of the day. Uh, That's your water bottle gender fluid. Uh, well, I <laughs> have to say. I, don't get me wrong. I, I just I have to, Well, okay. I just have to say. And that's that's a whole problem that I see with the world yeah. right now. It's it's whatever I say it is. It's fucking fantasy. Well, and it, it goes back to... Um, not taking responsibility for yourself and your actions. If you can't, you know, if you can't determine that you are one thing or another, Mm -hmm. then you're not able to take responsibility for yourself. You know, if you cannot self-actualize, if you cannot determine what you are, then how can you be held responsible for what you do? Son, you open up in a can of worms right here. I know, I know, is, but you know, my my thing is people spent this this world that we live in right now spend so much time blaming other people. So here's here's the thing. I didn't have the best childhood. No, neither did you, I. But you know what? At some point I had to suck it up, buttercup, and take some responsibility that yep. I was carrying some baggage. Yep. That I didn't need to be carrying. Yeah. And I needed to grow the fuck up and nut up and cowboy up and get on with my life or else I was going to be a failure loser that blamed Mm -hmm. my past on my current failures 
when it has nothing to do with my past failures. It has everything to do with how I'm choosing to live. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I was told point blank, I was about 30 years old and I was bitching about my childhood and my parents and, and things that happened. And I had a friend of mine look at me and said, yeah, your parents fucked up, but you're a grown ass man. Mm-hmm. I had a similar situation where I was bitching and whining about my parents and the things that they did and didn't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really just covering the gambit to take no personal responsibility exactly. for my failures. And somebody said, do you still live with your parents? And I, I was <laughs> like, no. And he's like, well, how are you blaming them for how you are now? Yeah. So take a little personal responsibility for yourself, but I digress. Here's some more of this clip. Let's, let's go with some more. So Senator, I know that I'm a woman. I know that, um, Senator Blackburn is a woman and the How do woman you know? who I Did she say um, she was? admire most in the world mm. is in the room today, my mother. Um, it sounded as though well, but the but question let me, but, was... But let me ask, under the modern leftist sensibilities, if, if I decide right now that, that I'm a woman, um, then apparently I'm a woman. Does that mean that I would have Article Three standing to challenge a gender-based restriction? Senator, to the extent that you Ooh. are asking me about um, who has not yet. Wait till I get on <laughs> lawsuits based on gender. Those kinds of issues are working their way through the courts, and I'm not able to comment on them. Okay, if if, if I can change my gender, if I can be a woman, and then an hour later, if I decide I'm not a woman anymore, I guess I would lose Article Three standing. Tell me, does that same principle apply to other protected characteristics? For example, I'm I'm an Hispanic man. Could could I decide I was an Asian man? Would, would I have <laughs> and challenge Harvard's discrimination because I made that decision? Senator, I'm not able to answer your question. You're asking me about hypotheticals and. Um, well, I'm asking you how you would assess standing if I if I came in and said I have decided I identify as an Asian man. And I that's coming. Standing the way I assess other legal issues, which is to listen to the arguments made by the parties, consider the relevant precedents uh, and the constitutional principles involved, and make a determination. And this is where we go wrong. That's the end of the clip. So we're we're good on that. But I just. I just want to say that, yeah, it's like this Mm -hmm. right now. Yes. Until she gets on the Supreme Court. Yes. And then she sets a new precedent. And it's no longer hypothetical. Right. Yeah. Then it's whatever you want to be. I plan to. Now, this reminds me of when I was in my 20s. Uh huh. And all these parents are like, you can be anything you want to be. (laughs) No, you can't. You can't be an airplane. Sorry. It's just not there. But I identify as an airplane. Well, that's fine that you identify like that. In reality, you're not. No. And I go back to, you know, back when the PC stuff was starting to to come up. As I said, I said, today, I'm going to be a fire truck because mm-hmm. I like fire trucks. Yes. And that's where the wheel of genders came from. My pronouns now are sir and my lord. <laughs> Minor Esquire. Aha. Nice. I am neither a lord nor a lawyer, but 
I'm an Esquire yes. because I choose to be. And today I'm saying that I'm I'm a lawyer. Do I have any education in law? Absolutely not. No. Do I have any experience in law? No. But you can't stop me from being whoever and whatever I want to exactly. be. Exactly. Because you can be anything. But here's the topper. Yes. You have to recognize it. Yeah. I don't even have to believe it. But you do. <laughs> if I say I'm a fire truck and I know I'm screwing around, you still have to identify me as a fire truck. Yeah. I love it. <sighs> now I'm an F-18 fighter. Yeah. Well, I'm a plaid shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we're being ridiculous on this, but where does it stop? This is this is straight up the slippery slope definition. You know, this is, or not the definition, but this is the slippery slope um, being, you know, immortalized, being brought to life. This is what it is. And it's going to continue until we hit a point where somebody says, all right, stop it. That's enough. Well, here's, here's my thing is whatever you identify as is, is your business. And yes. I don't really care. So do your deal, man. Go, go do your deal. Uh, I take the libertarian view on this. Mm -hmm. Don't make me recognize it. No. Okay. I'm, I'm just not going to. I can accept you as you are. Mm -hmm. I can accept whatever you do is what you do. As long as you're not hurting others, mm -hmm. whatever it's, I'm fine. I got no problem with it, but there's a big difference between acceptance and embracing. Yeah. Don't make me embrace what I don't believe. Exactly. I can accept it as your thing. But don't make me embrace it. Right. Right. And and this thought that we have to accept what we can clearly see and prove, you know, we're, we're talking mm -hmm. about the, the platform that says follow the science, but yet will not follow the science. Right. No, it was from Hashtag a... Hashtag follow science. <laughs> no, it was a sociology professor who wrote a paper one time that said, huh, do you think genders could be a social construct? Mm -hmm. That was it. Yep. He asked a question and within a year it was, it was fact without peer review before there was peer review before anything had been done about it. It was fact. Well, that, you know, <laughs> along those same lines, it was the turtles and straws. Oh, yeah. Like a kid in school wrote a paper. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking like a, golly, I don't know exactly what it was, but it was like a fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. Wrote yeah. a paper about turtles getting straws stuck mm -hmm. in their nose. Yeah, I think it was a middle schooler. And then everybody started doing paper straws. Yeah. There was zero facts behind this paper. None. None whatsoever. But they pulled the trigger, man. And now Starbucks, you can't go there and get a plastic straw. I wouldn't know. It's I got. I don't go there. Yeah, well, sometimes I got to get weefy. Ah. <laughs> so I had to buy whatever drink that they've got yeah. and uh, use the Wi-Fi. But uh, anyway, uh, it's it's not it's not for their overpriced drinks. It's for their free Wi-Fi. Well, you need to put that Starlink on the uh, the top of your hybrid truck. Well, yes, and and see that that's what's going to get me away from all this uh -huh. going to Starbucks for Wi-Fi. I don't have to do it anymore because yes. I can have my uh, Starlink. Which is uh, thanks to Elon Musk, I can send uh, 
send bits and bytes through there. Nice. Anywhere I'm at. Always. Awesome. So uh, I'm not restricted by being in a metropolitan area to be able to do business anymore. Don't need that 5G? No. I don't need my brain fried by the 5G. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe that 5G (laughs) fries your brain. But anyway. No. no. uh, Just being hyperbolous, folks. I know. Anyway, enough of that. What do you got? Uh, Well, first off... Uh, remember, does that mean uh, you identify as one? Okay. <laughs> so I can't be they, that no, I identify as two. My pronouns are they, them. I identify as Legion. I am many. Uh, I am Legion. Okay. Um, April 1st was a date that we recorded. Uh-huh. I, I remember and going while, back in the book. While... There hasn't been an aircraft carrier moment. Mm-hmm. Mission si- accomplished. Since April 1st. How much do you hear about COVID? Hear about what? Exactly. I was pretty spot on. Where's King Daddy uh, Fauci these days, too? He's mm. in a bunker somewhere, I'm sure. Mm. Being reanimated. I don't know. Or, <laughs> or he's probably in a lab in Wuhan. Doing some non-gain-of-function testing. He's probably in Ukraine doing some gain-of-function, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, him and his uh, his boss, Hunter. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. I'm going to start. Um, you know what? First, okay. I think we need a little conspiracy theory theme. Let her rip, tater chip. All right. Well, uh, a lot of people, when when I first heard about the Great Reset in 2016, mm-hmm. and I've talked about it with a lot of people since then, and most of them, you know, their their reply is, ah, it can't happen here, or it can't happen at all. Those are just pipe dreams. Yeah, it's starting to come about. Yep. So I'm going to have uh, a running segment uh, about the Great Reset in uh, at least this next several episodes of uh, our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, today, I'm going to talk about the Great Reset's uh, secret weapon, which is currently being tested in Canada, France, and China with proof of concepts getting ready to start in Australia and New Zealand. Well, okay, so as a primer yes. for this, let's define what the Great Reset is. You will own nothing and be happy. Mm-hmm. It's essentially an entire global socialist uh, economy, nation, actually more communist than socialist. Yep. Um, where you honestly will own nothing. You will earn nothing as far as money. You will have no money. Public transportation will be used by everybody. Carpooling and public transportation. Sorry. Um you will live in your apartment that the government gives you whatever they deem is what you should live in. Um, it should, uh, yeah, it, it, and because you won't have the pressures of paying bills, because you won't, you will work at whatever job they want you to work at. Winston. Yes, and that will be how your bills are paid. Mm-hmm. As long as you go to work and do the job you're given, you're, the job you are assigned, 
then your bills will be taken care of. If not, you'll go to jail. Okay, so... How many fingers, Winston? (laughs) Klaus Schwab described three core components of the Great Reset. First involves creating conditions for a stakeholder economy. Yes. Because I'm not believing your rhetoric, so... Okay. I'm going to use the statement. All right. (laughs) The second component includes building more resilient, equitable, and sustainable way based on environmental, social, and governance, Mm -hmm. ESG, Mm -hmm. metrics, Mm -hmm. which would incorporate more green public infrastructure projects. The third component is to harness the innovations of fourth industrial revolution, which means steal your ideas mm-hmm. and you can't make money off right for public good. Yes. Which means your patents will be zero. Right. Uh, and listed are three key aspects for sustainable response, green growth, smarter growth, and here's the kicker, fairer growth. Oh, equity. Awesome. Um, so I'm not believing your your right wing tenants of I'm going to live in an apartment and have all my food delivered to me and I'm not going to leave the house because I'm so. Oh, shit. That's already happening. Oh, really? Damn it. Uh, anyway. <laughs> well, actually, when you were reading that, it made me think of Atlas Shrugged in uh, Directive 10 289. And if you've not read the book or seen the there's three yeah it's three movies uh atlas shrugged um three, i'm going to say I'm, i i haven't okay yeah um it's well, it's three parts you mm-hmm. know uh, three different movies that came out a year apart uh the movies are a little cheesy but they're still good and they they follow the the book pretty well mm-hmm. in it is uh in the second one yeah the second part uh, main government leaders, Mr. Thompson, who is the head of the state, and uh, Wesley Mouch, who's the Bureau of Economic Planning and Natural Resources. They have a conspiracy going on, and they put out legislation they called uh, Directive 10289. Starts off in the name of the general welfare to protect the people's security, to achieve full equality and total stability. It is decreed for the duration of the national emergency that, and it goes on to list uh, several points, like point one, all workers, wage earners, and employees of any kind whatsoever shall henceforth be attached to their jobs and shall not leave nor be dismissed nor charged employment under penalty of term in jail. So you can't quit. Yeah. And you can't be fired. Right. You have to show up and you have to do your job or you're going to jail. Um, Point two, all industrial, commercial manufacturing and business establishments of any nature whatsoever shall henceforth remain in operation and owners of such establishments shall not quit, nor leave, nor retire, nor close, sell, or transfer their business. What they're saying is if you have a business, you must continue to do your business. Then it goes on further to say that you must do the exact same production as you did last year. Awesome. You must continue to do so with the same people, the same production, the same everything. And then all profits and all uh, monies earned 
will be then transferred to the government. And then all patents become property of the government. Yeah, it just continues to go on. And it's funny, it's like the mass formation thing. Now, this was written, trying to think, she wrote this, Ayn Rand wrote this in the, I believe it was the 40s. And we're, I mean, this is like straight up Great Reset stuff. And the Great Reset was put out by the World Economic Forum, Mm -hmm. which is a self-appointed group of people. A bunch of rich old German guys, Swiss and different, uh, a few different countries, but a bunch of rich old guys who got together and said, this is what we should do. None of them are elected. None of them have been appointed by anybody else. They're all self-appointed, got together and said, this is what we're going to do for the world. We're going to screw it up. Yeah. And I will put in there that there has been talk on our board of directors about ESG. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Of course ESG. Of yeah. Course. It's a social credit score. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a social credit score for corporations. And if you don't bow down to the, the God of ESG, then your stock will be devalued. Well, right now it's for corporations. Mm-hmm. It's going to trickle down to the people. Sure. Um, Cause it's going to start there and it's going to come down to, you know, I posted something 10 years ago that is, that was fine then, but it's now considered offensive. Mm-hmm. And so my social credit score is going to drop. I'm- my social credit score drops. My salary drops. Okay. So I've got, I've got a plan for this. Yes. So I already have the chain guns, the automated chain guns, uh-huh. but now I'm going to have to build a moat filled with rattlesnakes because okay. there's no water on my property. Well, yeah. But You are in Texas. <laughs> I'm going to have to build a moat full of rattlesnakes, and then I'm going to have to um, get some of them switchblade drones. Oh, okay. And uh, make sure make sure I can blow up small vehicles that that want to that want to order me build, or shell me a rail gun. Well, no, I got I got to get some distance so that. So that if they're trying to mortar me or mm-hmm. or get me with some artillery, that I can I can get them first. You live near Waco? Uh, no, <laughs> it's, it's about it's a little ways away. But yeah. anyway, they couldn't mm-hmm. they couldn't bomb me from Waco. So uh, anyway, yeah, I'm not doing any of this shit. Okay. But now that we've had a primer for our uh, mm-hmm. audience, and this is not. QAnon conspiracy no. theory stuff. This is what is stated on the World Economic Forum. Yeah. This is what they're stating. These are public papers that they have published. Yes. That you never hear about in the mainstream media ever, except for when they say, well, it's Republican talking points. Well, they figured out the formula, and the formula is fear and money. Mm-hmm. Because you can't stay locked up in your house if you don't have any money. Right. Yeah, you know, and and again, and I've said this before, it's all about control. It's really not about the money for the rich people Mm -hmm. because they got their money. Yeah, once you get to a certain point, money is kind of a scoring system for them, you know, but other than that, it's about the power and the control. Once you once you're a politician and you can dump millions into the stock market and then sign contracts for companies that you just dumped money into this into the stock market and their stock mysteriously goes up with their money in it. Mm-hmm. Their money just makes money and that's yeah. it. 
Yeah. And the only thing they got to do is make sure the right contracts get signed. I don't know why people don't see this. I, I don't either. Uh, well, Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's husband. Oh yeah. I mean, my God, she cannot make stock trades based on information she knows, but, but her husband it is perfectly can. legal <laughs> for her to go home and have her husband do it mm-hmm. or for maybe the president's son to do it. Uh, yeah, it's perfectly legal for that. Can you say Burisma? Burisma. Hey, yeah, <laughs> hey, I can. <laughs> I can. And okay. let, let's not, well, and there, there's another, there's another key component to this that, that we really need to, to look at. So, uh, I'm going to read this part on January 23rd, 2021 financial times article said that policymakers around the world are anticipating president Biden's reset on trade and climate mm-hmm. build back better. Yes. Build back broker. President elect Joe Biden had announced in November 2020, mm-hmm. John Kerry, <laughs> which has a son in Ukraine <laughs> associated with Burisma, uh-huh. just saying, uh-huh. will be appointed as U.S. Spe- special presidential special presidential <laughs> envoy for climate. Huh. And Kerry was confirmed in this position on Inauguration Day, January 20th, 2021. Mm-hmm. Kerry had participated in one of the great reset, reset dialogues on how to rebuild the social contract in a post-COVID world. Mm-hmm. These look, these are facts. Yeah. These are facts. This is not conspiracy theory. No. This is not QAnon. It's not conjecture. It's straight up facts. Kerry said that COVID-19 offered a big moment that opened the possibility for the Great Reset. He said the World Economic Forum would play a significant role in refining how to respond to climate change and inequities. Mm-hmm that were laid bare as a consequence of COVID-19. These are all facts. Yes. Yeah. This is not me making this up. This is me reading. And it's not, and it's not on, you know, some guy's blog somewhere. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. This is, this is straight up truth people, you know, and well, do me a favor, read that first point again. The first one. Of the three you read. The three core components. Yes. The first one. Creating a condition of the stakeholder economy. Mm-hmm. The second component includes building a more resilient, equi- equitable, and sustainable way based on economic, social governance. Okay. And metrics. All right. So, um, you know, this is all, this all started with economy. Mm-hmm. The World Economic Forum. Air Klaus uh, Schwab um, and his his infinite wisdom. <clears throat> well, they're they've now deployed their secret weapon, and it started off. Um, it's currently being tested in Canada, France, and China, and soon to be tested as a proof of concept in Australia and New Zealand. Which we know those two are definitely straight up authoritarian control freak countries. Yep. Uh, we've watched a lot of this stuff through COVID. You know, these people, they don't care about their people. Mm-hmm. They care about the control and the power that they have. 
Lock them down. Exactly. So how does this connect to the United States? Or how does it connect to the Great Reset? Well, what is necessary for any of this is centralized control over your money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, a lot of this started with the whole trucker movement in Canada. And, um, you know, which was, I mean, it was really against government tyranny. It wasn't vaccine mandates specifically. Mm-hmm. It was over government tyranny and, and Trudeau and, and, you know, the, actually the whole Canadian government that is, that has been locking down its people. Right. Um, you know, they uh, canceled the, you know, they were getting donations from places like GoFundMe. And Canada shut that stuff down quick. And, and then, then GoFundMe start- tried to tried to confiscate the money. Yeah. <laughs> and then um and and then they uh shut down bank accounts that were connected to the protest. Um thank you again, Mr. Great Reset, Mr. China China fanboy, mm-hmm. uh Justin Trudeau. I think I might have something from him. Yeah. Well, uh, how do you stop future protests? You control that flow of money. Enter the central bank digital currency, CBDC. And no, not CBD. No, I, I'm not saying CBD. I'm not talking about the oil you rub on your skin to make you, I don't know what it does. <laughs> but anyway, it's uh, central bank digital currency, <laughs> CBDC. And uh, so this is something that major central banks globally are looking to implement. And when people think about a digital currency, they think crypto. No, this is not crypto. This is centralized. Yeah. Crypto like Bitcoin and Ethereum and Solara and, you know, Dogecoin, you know, all those, those are decentralized. They have no central authority. They're, you know, they're blockchains that are run on servers all around the world. Mm -hmm. They have no central authority. Um, Just like, you know, we've talked about uh, social media. You have Twitter, which is a centralized platform. Then you have Mastodon, which is decentralized or federated. Um, So what this is as a uh, digital currency is nothing more than just a digital version of fiat currency. Yeah. So it's just, it's still the same thing as your U.S. dollars, except... There's no dollar. There's no dollar bill. You don't hold money. Which means... It's all electronic. Which means at a touch of a button, they can print as much as they want. Yes. Or the opposite. Uh, so what's this going to do? This is going to create competition between a central, the central bank and commercial banks. Remember the... Uh, what was your... What was the title? Comptroller of the Currency. Uh, Sol Omervara. Omarova, uh, from she was the one that uh, she was born and raised in Moscow or in Russia. Went to Moscow University. Russia, Russia, yeah, Russia. Yeah, and she uh, she talked about how we need to get rid of all the commercial banks. Mm-hmm. Well, this is exactly what it would do. So it kind of, it would create this competition between central banks and commercial banks. Uh, makes makes everything so much easier to track. Mm-hmm. Uh, China, France, and Canada, like I said, have already ra- launched pilot versions. Um, and all of those countries are pro great reset. 
I mean, it's if you look at any of the documentation um, for the World Economic Forum, you'll see that those three countries are well-known uh, pro-Great Reset. Justin Trudeau is one of the, what is it, global young leaders um, of the Great uh, of the World Economic Forum. Um, uh, Klaus Schwab has even come out and said he's penetrated the cabinets in those countries. Mm-hmm. So what happens is your money will just be located on a server at the central bank. What does that mean? Well, it means that if uh, you misbehave based on what they think, with the, at the touch of your button, they can delete your account. And while we're on that subject, mm-hmm. let me interject this. All banks are bankrupt and insolvent. The whole yes. system will collapse if just 3% of the depositors remove all their money. Uh-huh. All banks are insolvent and bankrupt. Yes. The whole banking system is one big octopus with its slimy tentacles and everything. Mm-hmm. The existence of the central bank and fractional reserve banking permits commercial banks to generate credit, which is not backed up by real funding. It is created out of thin air. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, on that note, have you thought about buying gold? No, but I digress. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're not, we're not Shapiro here, but. I was going to say, all right, Ben. um, The, 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 the fact of the matter is, is that all these banks are insolvent Mm -hmm. and they all borrow the money from whatever central banking, which is the federal reserve. Yeah. They borrow that money from them. You know, they're like, hey, man, can I have a trillion dollars to yeah. get, get me past these, this week? Yeah. And they borrow that money. It's all on credit. There is not enough money out there to give everybody their money. No. And it's not backed by jack shit. No. It's not, that's why it's what fiat currency is. Yeah. So so your money out there in the banks that you think is protected, it's meaningless. Yeah. It's only on rumors and lies. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Um, so if, if they deem that you have misbehaved, mm-hmm. they can just hit a button and delete your account or they, or, conf- or they confiscate your yacht. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they, uh, you know, if they think, you know what, he didn't pay enough in taxes last year. Mm-hmm. They'll just take extra. They'll just take the money. They can track your purchases. So this is where the ESG comes in. Um, and the social credit scores, I was saying, they can see what you're doing, what you're purchasing, and track your browsing history, track your purchases, and come up with a what they call a social credit score to see how good a person you are and, you know, making sure that you're uh, being loyal to the values that align with the government and, more importantly, lobbyists to the yeah. government your corporate overlords um i always i used to hate that phrase corporate overlords but it's really coming to come to it fits it really does <laughs> now here's one i thought about you know the the fed when it uh when it's trying to encourage spending in the in the marketplace right mm-hmm. they lower interest rates yeah well now what they can do is, and this is something that's being tested. So it's, it's not like I'm making this up. Set an expiration date on your money. So you have to spend so it. So you have to spend it in a certain amount of time 
or it just disappears. Mm. That will increase and encourage spending, actually force spending. Mm-hmm. So you can't just hold on to your money forever. And credit card companies have been doing this with the rewards points. Forever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and this is all saved on a blockchain, which means it's stored forever. Mm-hmm. So your information, your purchasing history, your browsing history, everything electronic that you do will be stored on this blockchain. So it'll be there forever. So again, kind of like I said uh, before, um, what if I post something on a social media platform 10 years ago that was perfectly fine then, but today is considered offensive? Well, you have to really go back and refer to the new speak dictionary. Well, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I think we're on 11 now. Yeah, it's going to keep changing. But now, how do they determine all this stuff? Well, you can come by the office and look at the new new version, Winston. (laughs) Uh, Yes, sir. Um, But the thing is, we've heard talk about these a lot in the last few years, the social media algorithms. Mm Mm-hmm. It, these are designed to find this stuff, to create this social credit score, to make sure you're compliant with the ESG that's set forth by the government and its values, whether you align with those values or not. And in IT, there's there's been a new category created, a new category of fascists called yeah. data scientists. Oh, God. And they're the people who parse and figure out yeah. how to pull this data yes. and extract this data. How to write those algorithms mm-hmm. and then how to interpret them based on what they think. Much like IBM did with the Jews. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, you think cancel culture is bad? Wait till they cancel your money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Biden signed an executive order to start investigating a dollar backed by the uh, CBDC. Um, and now as of March 28th, there is a new bill that would launch a large scale test of digital dollars. Awesome. Now it's not expected to pass mm-hmm. yet, but it demonstrates the government's increasing interest in launching alternatives to cryptocurrency because they don't want you getting on board with cryptocurrency because it's decentralized. And they don't want you to hide their money for a lot of reasons. And first reason being, being the best reason is they can't take what they don't know you have. Yes. And, and I mean, from taxation. Yeah. Yeah. Initially. Well, yeah, initially. And that will be, that will be the initial uh, thought process. The initial governance will be that, you know, we want to make sure you're paying your fair share Mm -hmm. in taxes, but once you open that door, it's like the Patriot Act. Yeah. Once you open that door, it can be used for all kinds of things like Russia collusion. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just, that's just an example. I don't care what you think about it. You know, the whole Russia collusion thing, whether you think it's a hoax, whether you think it's not, I mean, it's been proven that it was a hoax. A hoax yeah. But what you thought at the time, it doesn't matter. They have the ability to do it and we're giving it to them. Mm-hmm. So, as it says in the Great Reset, you will own nothing and you will be happier. Or at least you won't complain about it. And I would because like they to, will find out. I would like to remind everybody that is for us. Yes. But the people at the top, they do whatever the F they want. Yeah. 
That's why it's all about power and control. Mm-hmm. It's not about the money. Nobody's going to be equal in this and nobody, it's no. not going to be fair. It's going to be fair for the masses, right? but it is not the people at the top are going to have far more, but you know what? We will, we will have perfect equity in the masses, mm-hmm. which means least common denominator, but not for the elites. No, no, they'll have still stuff. They'll still be Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Who says, you know, that the rich need to pay more and you know, all the stuff he says while he buys his fourth mansion. Mm-hmm. And has never worked a real job in his life. Yeah. Outside of government service. And I use the word service very loosely. So, yeah, that is my report on the Great Reset for today. <laughs> That's quite <laughs> so a be, Yeah. Beware <laughs> of the uh, CBDC, the Centralized Banking Digital Currency. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds cool. And when I was younger, I thought that was the way we were going and it probably will probably will be at some point, but it's scary as hell. All right. Well, I have one from, uh, MSNBC. Okay. PMSNBC. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so you can imagine what kind of person wrote this. Okay. MSNBC claiming fitness is central to fascism. Oh my God. So working out for fascists. Well, I'm a fascist. Yeah. Cynthia Miller Idris, a professor at the American university studying polarization and extremism wrote that the far right has taken advantage of the pandemic trend of at home fitness to further expand radicalization efforts. She cited research on alleged fascist fitness chats where among young men are lured into communications to discuss fitness only to be inundated with fascist messaging later on. Uh So let's see here. Cynthia Miller Idris. Let's see. I'm going to Google this person and see what they look like. I bet they're not fit. I would guess not. She's not overweight, but not totally unfit. Not totally unfit, but um. But it's a it's a report that she can do. Okay, let's and go get down some traction. Let's go down to what, this is centered at at people who do uh, MMA because MMA okay. was not on board with the whole COVID nineteen no, stay in your absolutely. house and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dana White, the the guy who runs. MMA, UFC, UFC, UFC yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who runs the whole deal, was not on board with any of this. No. And neither was people like Joe Rogan. Right. And saying that uh, if you take care of yourself, you probably won't die. Yeah. Um, Which is, I mean, it's been proven. That statement right there, if you take care of yourself, think about that statement. Look, throw mm-hmm. the COVID-19 out of it. Yeah. If you take care of yourself, uh, you may not die early. You're right. going to die. Yeah. You're, you know, life, well, I mean, it's, life it's, is, it's been common knowledge and pretty much fact. If you take care of yourself, well, you will live longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, life is fatal. Yeah. Nobody gets out of it alive. Nobody gets out of it alive. But 
the thing is, is, is you probably won't die of a comorbidity. Right. Well, and I, hold on, let me back up. You may die of a comorbidity, but yeah. not some that are caused by not taking care of yourself. Right. Like type two diabetes, type two diabetes, heart disease, uh-huh. uh, obesity. Mm-hmm. It's all you fatties out there. Sorry, mm-hmm. but you're unhealthy. Yes. Uh, and you know, and hold on, you know, and I come at this from the fact that I was pretty obese at mm-hmm. one point. Um, I'm still a little overweight, but I'm not, I'm not really obese anymore. What eating a box of Twinkies? Though I'm tall, so it helps. <laughs> um, I'm I'm six four and I'm about two hundred and thirty pounds. Yeah, which is not you know overly obese for you know a guy my height mm-hmm. in my build. Um, but at one point I was about two seventy five, and that is obese. Matter of fact, that would be considered morbidly obese. Yeah, and it's not healthy. You and think? It's, it's not even <laughs> close to healthy. I wasn't eating healthy for one thing. Right. But um, being that size is not healthy. It's not good on you. It's hard on your heart. It's hard on your joints. It's hard on, on your pancreas. Mm-hmm. Causes type 2 diabetes. Does all kinds of bad things for you. Yeah, these knee and ankle replacements <coughs> that are happening and, and, and people. I know this guy who had a knee replacement mm-hmm. and he was he was you know, 250 pounds. He mm-hmm. was, he was about as round as he was tall. Okay. He was blaming it on an old football injury. I'm like, uh, uh no, no, no. <laughs> I might've been born at night, but it wasn't last night, yeah. son. Um, so, you know, when, when we, <sighs> this is more of the resistance to people putting out absurd ideas mm-hmm. and saying that, Oh, the only way you can be healthy is take this genetic modifier Uh and you won't die. And this goes against the science. It says most of the people died had four or more, and we're talking COVID-19, four or more comorbidities. That would be 80% of the people that died. Mm -hmm. And... A deficiency of vitamin D. Yes. Which, what's the best way to get vitamin D? Go Stay outside. inside. Go outside. Oh. Into lock, the sun. Lock yourself inside? Your body makes it. It's free. Yeah. It your really body is. makes it. All you have to do is go out in the sun. You know, that big ball in the sky that's going to kill us all? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and do a little exercise. Get the cardiovascular up. Because mm-hmm. why? COVID-19 is cardiovascular disease. Yes. So, yeah, Cynthia Miller Idris, you are a fucking moron. And uh, and that's putting it mildly. And one of the things I would say to that is... <laughs> All right. Anyway, so she said fitness appeals to right-wing extremists for many reasons. Of course including get this accountability oh i'm sorry what including embracing solidarity oh no heroism and brotherhood oh no 
Solidarity, uh, heroism, and brotherhood. Those are bad things now? Uh, to be an individual, to uh, do the right thing, and to not be separated from your from your uh, fellow human. Hmm. Bad things. And in only a second la- to the last paragraph, she did acknowledge that working out is also positive activity for non-fascists as well. What? <laughs> So wait a minute. So am I a fascist or am I not? Like we said, pick one or the other. You can't have it both uh, ways. Okay, I'll be a fascist today. Tomorrow I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be. So basically, a dumbbell is a new tiki torch. <laughs> Here's what it is. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Those little soy boys don't want to get their ass whooped. Yeah. <laughs> there is that. You're aggro, bro. Oh my god! <laughs> I want to whoop your ass just for saying that. Uh, um, yeah. Well, you know the whole soy and you know men that have too much, or sorry, people that identify as men. No, <laughs> actually, it wouldn't be that. It would be persons who were assigned male at birth. If you got a dangle and have yes. testosterone, basically. then if you have too much soy, it creates uh, estrogen. Estrogen. It, soy actually mimics the body's natural ability to create more estrogen mm-hmm. or sends the signals to the body to create more estrogen. Yeah. There are guys who use too much soy who are growing breasts. Mm-hmm. Um, they're becoming much more effeminate. They're becoming, I, I don't know. It's just weird to me. Weak and controllable. That's what, yeah. that's what yeah, it is. That. And that's where the government wants you. Weak well, and yeah. controllable. Exactly. Don't stand Again, up for yourself. It's all about control. Follow, follow what the government tells you follow the and science. you'll be fine. Follow, follow, the science follow the science because of the government, that's what they did. Yeah. So if I so, did 10 push-ups. Does that mean I need to go get a swastika tattoo on my shoulder? I think you get a free one after your 15th. <laughs> um, hold on. I just, it just clicked in my head. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the, the whole meat initiative thing and the push for meatless meat, um, impossible burgers and, and bugs, whatever. Bugs, crickets. Well, uh, the number one ingredient in a lot of that stuff is soybean. Mm-hmm. So you think the push is to get more people to eat more soy, to get more people more compliant? Hmm. Let me tell you. That's why kind I'm, of a conspiracy theory, but kind of makes sense. It just clicked in my head. Let me tell you why I'm so angry. Do it. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm so angry. <laughs> Did you just eat a steak? Yeah. That's okay. well, that's where I was going with this. Oh. You know, bef- before the beginning of the year, I knew things were going to go awry. Right. Uh, I knew that through the study of supply chains, which uh, kind of an expert at that, mm-hmm. through the study of supply chains, when transportation breaks down, so does society. Uh huh. Because the biggest thing you need for transportation well the the thing that transportation brings you is food it does unless you live in a rural community Mm -hmm. you're not getting that meat from anywhere but your kroger Harris teeter 
Publix, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's got to get there somehow. Mm-hmm. So if uh, I, I hadn't seen many electric trucks on the road just yet, but uh, no. diesel's $5 a gallon. So what do you think's happening there? Oh, I don't know. Food prices are going through the roof, especially meat. Yeah. And uh, we were talking specifically red meat, but now there's the avian flu, <laughs> which is uh, killing chicken production. Uh-huh. And now there's a shortage of chicken and there's a there shortage is. of meat. So of you, course there is. you might as well buy some plant-based. Now, Yeah. through seeing what was the writing on the wall, mm-hmm. I went and bought me half a cow. Mm-hmm. Uh, grass-fed half a cow. It's hard to feed half a cow. No, you just give it half as much. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I filled up the entire stand-up freezer mm-hmm. with a cow. Cool. Guess what I don't have to do? I don't have to go to the grocery store much. You don't, have to, don't have to kill a cow. Except either. for sides. Well, yeah. Non-perishable items. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the money that I spent, I have more than made up in three months. Oh, yeah. And I eat nothing but red meat. Mm-hmm. Now, am I out there murdering people with ARs, AR, <laughs> AR-14s, <laughs> as Biden says? Uh, am I out there murdering people and shooting up schools? No, nah, buddy. No? Nah. Nah, I'm feeling just fine. Really? But I still ain't taking no shit off anybody either. Well, no. But I'm not walking around angry. And But do you have a man bun? I do not. Huh. But I don't have enough hair to have a man bun. Oh, well, bun. there's that. I think I think <laughs> I, I think I would do it comically, well, yeah. <laughs> just to just to prove a point of how stupid it looks. <laughs> but uh, and, but I'm also not a barista either. So yeah, well, there's that. Whatever. So yeah, this is ridiculous, of mm-hmm. course, and of course it makes it on PMSNBC. Of course it does because because it's ridiculous because it's ridiculous. It's a distraction. It's a distraction. Yeah. Uh, Kill all masculinity. This is what they want. Yes. Because toxic masculinity is bad for government. It's bad for government. Because if you won't stand stand up for yourself, then they can do whatever they want. Yep. But I digress. Yes. Well, enough about politics. Now let's move on to tech. Let's do it. Have you tried turning it off and on again? First, we're going to move on to something that is very near and dear to my heart. Uh And I've been talking about this for years, ever since the Utah Data Center kind of popped up. Okay. Um, And uh, when I I remember when uh, President Obama was on television saying, we don't do any mass collection of domestic data uh-huh. and outright lied. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, this is, this that was is, right after the repealing of parts of the Smith month act. Yes. 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 And, uh, yeah. And, uh, by the way, there still is a data center out in Utah that's doing mass collection. Just want to put that out there. <laughs> Cause I, yes. I got called a tinfoil hat for that. Mm-hmm. And then it came on the news. Yeah. So anyway, just because it's a theory doesn't mean it's not true. <laughs> so 
Along those lines, Biden spying on Project Veritas. Fed spied on them during the Ashley Biden probe. Mm-hmm. ACLU's getting involved now. Of course they are. Well, in the right way. Okay. I was going to say, well, you know, you, you just never know with ACLU anymore. I used to I used to like the ACLU when they were defending people they didn't even agree with. Yeah, the I'm KKK. Like, yeah. Yeah. People I and, and don't get me wrong, I don't agree with the KKK. I don't either, but <laughs> you know, not even in the slightest. Um but the ACLU would defend them because they are humans, they have civil rights, they were Americans. And that's what they did. They defended everybody based on their civil rights. Now it's based on essentially your social credit score, your, you know, they defend, they really pick and choose. They're, they're becoming a lot more like the Southern poverty uh, law, center. law center. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's a, they are a hate group. Yeah. They're, they're no good. No, no good. No. no good. So go on. What do you got? So Microsoft Corporation legal documents show Biden DOJ spying on Project Veritas journalists hides it from federal court judge. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Microsoft Corporation legal documents obtained by Project Veritas show that after a U.S. District Court judge rejected the DOJ's argument to ignore Project Veritas's journalistic privileges. Ding, what? ding, 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 ding. Well, read that again. Okay, I'll read that again. Microsoft Corporation legal documents obtained by Project Veritas show that after a U.S. District Court judge rejected the DOJ's argument to ignore Project Veritas's journalistic privileges, uh, huh. the DOJ went behind the judge's back to obtain an extension on two sealed non-disclosure orders from the magistrate judge and conceal the fact that they'd already had unsupervised and unfettered access to privileged emails and contacts of eight Project Veritas journalists. So the DOJ is illegally spying on journalists. Mm-hmm. Pretty much what that says, right? Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the judge. Judge Torres had, Torres had ruled that the prosecutors must operate under the supervision of Special master to ensure First Amendment protections are upheld for Project Veritas journalists and their source materials. Mm -hmm. These documents revealed that the government government not only ignored the order, but also attempted to hide the fact that they had obtained emails for the time periods outside the scope of the investigation. Uh oh. So what this comes down to is, you know, they got they got a hold of Ashley Biden's diary, diary, mm -hmm. and. Uh, uh, they wanted to give it yeah. to, back. Yeah. They're like, we'll give it back. Yeah. And then the FBI did raids on them mm -hmm. and, you know, illegal search and seizure. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, they found out that they've been, the DOJ has been redirecting their emails. And that's what it uh -huh. is from, from our terms. Yeah. Is redirecting right. their emails. Yeah. And there's also in their, you know, legal precedent, you know, talking about talking to their lawyers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And since Microsoft was involved, guess what platform they were on? AWS. <laughs> yeah. Office 365 <laughs> cloud uh -oh. platform with yeah. hosted exchange. Mm -hmm. This is another... Pet peeve of mine. Clouds? Yep. Yep. 
if it's in the cloud, that means the government can get access yeah, to it too. Exactly. So further on in the story, bombshell Microsoft Corporation legal documents released by Project Veritas revealed that President Biden's Department of Justice filed a series of secret warrants, orders, and a subpoena that surreptitiously collected privileged and constitutionally protected communications and contacts of eight Project Veritas journalists from Microsoft Corporation, which is Office 365, folks. So if you're renting your stuff, uh, the government can get to it. Just mm -hmm. saying. Um, going along with what how I opened this segment. <laughs> yeah. The Department of Justice then muzzled Microsoft from disclosing these orders via a series of secrecy orders signed by magistrates. The documents further revealed that the DAJ, DOJ, D, DOG, dog, <laughs> <laughs> then went behind the U.S. District Court Judge Analasia Torres, Analasia, Anal, Analiza, Analiza, Analizer, Analizer Torres. It sounds like a porn super superhero. The Analizer. Analizer. Uh, back to obtain extensions on the gag orders on Microsoft from the magistrate judges after Judge Torres ruled Project Veritas was entitled to journalistic privileges. Yes. So the government was trying to take away the government was, the government. Trying, was trying to take away their rights mm -hmm. as journalists. And a judge said no. A judge said no. But they did it anyway. Yep. Surreptitiously. Mm -hmm. I like that word, which means uh, stealthy, clandestine. Uh, you know, yeah, it's, it, it means secretive and behind closed doors and spy. Well, I'm going to say it again. Say it. The documents uncover a 16 month clandestine campaign mm -hmm. against journalists, which the DOJ obtained seven secret orders. Mm -hmm. See, this is a problem, man. Secret orders. Warrants, Where did those orders come from? Warrants and subpoenas from six magistrates within the Southern District of New York. So, okay. Quick question. Mm -hmm. They obtained these uh, orders and in, in subpoenas and in, in so forth from six different magistrates. Why did they have to go to six different ones? I don't know. Maybe to hide what they were doing. Sounds like it. If you're hiding it, then you yeah, shouldn't be doing it in the first exactly. place. <coughs> Smoke another one. <laughs> so if you think your government is not spying on you, I, I remember I had this conversation 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I uh, used to work with a, a group of people. I used to buy equipment from uh, a small company. I, I owned a small company and networking, small business networking, things like that. People mm -hmm. who were too small uh, to have any of the big boys come in and build out their networks mm -hmm. and do their architecture and stuff like that. You know, found a niche in that. And so there was this company that was another small company that were some friends of mine. And we would, I would buy my equipment off of them. Mm -hmm. And I earned the nickname X-Files. <laughs> and the reason why is, is Did, I always. Were you wearing your tinfoil hat? 
not out, not outwardly. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I would always talk about how the government's spying on you. And yeah. I would always tell these guys, don't put stuff in emails, man. You don't realize. No. The, the what they're doing is it's not that hard to get a hold of people's emails mm-hmm. and and you know is i'd love to talk to these guys today and go hey told you so <laughs> <laughs> oopsie but you know the the thing is is communications is not secret if you own a smartphone your communications are not secret well let me let me just put this out uh 30 years ago mm-hmm. yeah 30 years ago I was uh, working with a lot of the three-letter agencies, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I found out, uh, f- factually found out, um, that at that time we had uh, the NSA had a sixteen-acre underground, sixteen acres underground uh, bunker full of mainframes that were listening to every single telephone call. That happened in the United States. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, all they were doing were listening for keywords, um, and the system would flag if, you know, you said like airplane and bomb and, you know, a few different things or assassinate and president and, you know, things that went together like that. It would flag that call and they would, somebody would actually listen to that call to find out if there was an actual threat. Yeah. That was in 1992. <laughs> and it had been going on for probably at least a decade at that time. What they're doing now, 30 years later, with the way technology has advanced in the last 30 years, is is something that you couldn't even dream of. Yeah, they don't listen to phone calls anymore because people don't really make them. They text yeah. and they yeah. email, and that stuff's easy to scan by oh, a computer. God, yeah. so easy. Yeah, Keywords can pop up left and right. Well, remember the, the whole Apple... Uh, looking for child porn hash hashes, mm-hmm. you know, they can do the same thing now. Yeah. Um, they can do all that stuff now. Mm-hmm. They've been able to do that stuff for a very long time. Right. Um, just cause Apple said they're not going to do it yet. Doesn't mean they're not. <laughs> yeah, it and it certainly not doesn't mean that. the government's not. And this just proves it. You know, mm-hmm. they do this stuff, uh, serendipitously, serendipitously, and, uh, you know, you don't know about it until they come barging through your door. Well, and people out there may say, uh, why does this, why does this even matter? Why, what, what, I'm not doing anything wrong. What do I care about this? <laughs> you're not doing anything wrong until the government decides that you're doing something wrong. Yep. And then, and then now that they've compiled this list on you, you may not be a person of interest, but once you become one, mm-hmm. then they have an entire history that they can go mm-hmm. back and find something to get you on. Well, it, it goes back to what I was talking about with uh, the, the, the digital dollar mm-hmm. and the blockchain and everything you've said or done will be stored on this blockchain you know, all your browser history, all your purchasing history, all this stuff will be stored in something that you could say right now that is not offensive, mm-hmm. that is to- perfectly normal to say 10 years from now could be considered offensive. Yeah. These moron twats that are going back in people's Twitter yeah. history and, and how many, how many people are, they said 10 years ago, it's like, stop. It. Well, it's just like Paula Dean, right? Mm-hmm. She was essentially canceled before there was a cancel culture. Yeah. Uh, for something she said back in the 60s. Yeah. In the 60s, before I was even born. Mm-hmm. And I'm old. 
Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And, and that's what people don't realize that, that how dangerous this really is. I know that the left uses the word dangerous in, in the wrong context, but this is the yes. right context. Yes. This is dangerous. You can be jailed for this. You could have your livelihood taken away. And um, and without without some type of con- you know, compensating control. Mm-hmm. I won't just say control, but mm-hmm. compensating yeah. control, which is what this Judge Torres is. Mm-hmm. They could run roughshod over this guy, and because he has something on the president's daughter, put him away, shut him down. Yep. yep. And that's the purpose behind this. Completely silence him. Yeah. You know, at least he doesn't have something on the Clintons. She might not be around anymore. If yeah, if you. It, if you think you're not living in an authoritarian <laughs> dictatorship right now, mm-hmm. uh, it looks a lot like that. Both Joe Biden and Justin Trudeau have came out and made statements saying that President Xi was right when he said that it's easier to get things done in an authoritarian uh, dictatorship. That democracy is just too slow to get things done. I think I might have that. Unless you can reach consensus in a democracy, you cannot sustain the democracy. And so this is a real test. Whether or not my, uh, my, my, uh, my counterpart in China is right or not. When he says autocracies are the only thing that are going to prevail because democracies take too, too long to make decisions and countries are too divided. Thank you, comrade Biden. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'll tell you what, I'm not a guy that gets scared easily. This stuff scares me. Yeah. I, every, everybody who hears this and you're not going to really hear this on mainstream about what's really going on because we're too worried about some stupid war in a country we don't care about that we shouldn't be involved in. Yeah. Because COVID-19 is not a story anymore. But we're involved in it because we pretty much caused it. Not pretty much. We did cause the whole Ukraine debacle. Well, that is true. We caused every single bit of it. You know, we we forced a regime change back in 2014 under the Obama administration. With Vicki Newland. Yes. Oh, yeah. The one that said F the EU mm-hmm. um, and many other wonderful things. Now, she's now briefing the EU and they're all happy with her. I don't get all that. But anyway, um, yeah, we caused the entire thing. And this stuff scares me. I'm not I've never been a conspiracy theorist, um, but in, in a lot of the investigations I've done since since Scott and I have started this podcast, I've. Things are just adding up and, and coming together and clicking. And, you know, it's a lot of, like a lot of the great reset stuff I talked about. This stuff is just coming to fruition. Things that, as I said, when I brought this stuff up to people, they said, well, it can't happen. That's just a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. They can't do that. It would never happen here. People, it is happening. It's happening right before your eyes. And like I said, I don't scare easily. This scares me and it should scare everybody. Well, you know, we talk about the distractions all the time. And the distractions are COVID-19, EU, mm-hmm. race, gender. These Afghanistan. are Afghanistan. These are the distractions for what's really going on. And yes. what's really going on is you're living in a surveillance state mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. 
And if they want, if the government wants to cancel you, they'll probably find something in any of your communications, whether it be on the internet, on the phone, through text to find, because, you know, it's it's that old saying, I can't leave the house without committing four felonies. Mm -hmm. And it's true. And again, we've said this before. If you think it's okay for the government to look because you're not doing anything wrong, put a camera in your bathroom. Mm-hmm. You're not doing anything wrong. What are you worried about? Yep, exactly. So, yeah, I, I, this one has always been near and dear to my heart. Not that I have anything to hide, but the, the thing is, is the government shouldn't be that involved in my no. life. I should choose my participation. Our government was established so that they would not be this involved in our lives. Mm-hmm. And because of certain policies that have been put in place um, over the last 50 years or so, it's, uh, you know, it's become a necessity to them to be involved in our lives. These secret requests, uh, there's a special court that approves these special requests. Uh-huh. Uh, was it appellate court? I can't remember. FISA court. FISA court. Yeah. Uh, so they go to the FISA court and they ask, uh, Google, Microsoft, Mm -hmm. uh, Facebook, Twitter, whoever, Mm -hmm. give me this information, but you can't say that you gave it to us. Right. And again, and I've said this before, when you delete something off of Facebook, Twitter, Google, anywhere, you don't actually delete it. No, no, that stuff's backed up in yeah. multiple places. That, and all you've done is set a flag on whatever that is so that you can't see it anymore. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's still there. It's still there for discovery. Yes. Which is more of a legal term. Yeah. And that means you go in and you look at everything mm-hmm. and see what you can find. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it is crazy that this goes on underlying while we're all worried, bickering about, uh, you know, who's got a dangle and who doesn't have dangle. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about it because it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's almost comedy. It really is. But, but you wh- can't, well, we can't have comedy anymore, so we'll do the comedy. Yeah. <laughs> so when we're, when, when we're all distracted by this stuff and the underlying is, is the government's making their moves. Mm-hmm. So you don't see it. Yeah. And we're so easily distracted. And that's why our country is so divided today. They're doing everything they can to keep us divided. And it, cause, because a divided nation won't see what's really happening. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll give you an example. I was talking to uh, some people at work and non-technical people. And they're like, oh, my kid's on TikTok all day, but it's okay because it keeps them busy. And, and I said, you know <sighs> that there's information gleaned that goes back to the communist Chinese because they own most of it yeah. anyway. Uh-huh. If you have a... Con- a company in China, uh, it's owned by the government. Yes. And so why would they not use that as a data gathering tool against mm-hmm. us? Mm-hmm. And the guy looked at me like, you're insane. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, how, how is it that you can, I understand that you don't want to pay any attention to your children and want to be babysat by right. by an iPad or yeah. something like that because you're uh, a loser parent. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just said that. So. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't want to do anything with your kids. When or you're you looking wanna... at your kid right now playing some stupid Roblox game on their, on their <laughs> iPad. Yeah. We're talking about you. Uh, when, when you're not taking any responsibility and you feel it's an attack on you when you say that TikTok is part of the Chinese government. It's a well-known fact. Yes. It's a well-known fact. But, but people have been trained in almost denial. Yeah. Not true. Well, it's not well, true. Trump said it, so it can't be true. Yeah. So anyway, and uh, Biden, Biden's chums with Xi mm, mm-hmm. and is letting all this happen and doesn't have a problem with it. And that's, that's one of the things that I'll, I'll give you know, Trump was a lot of things, you know, he mm-hmm. wasn't, he wasn't the ideal candidate. No, I'm not even going to say that his policies were sound. Yes. And that's what people don't look at. Yeah. He was the character and, and the outcome of a lot of the things he did really made the entire country better. Yeah. It made a difference. Yeah. It did push the needle. Absolutely. And the biggest thing is he's the only president that I know of in a long time that didn't start a war while he was in office. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I keep talking to these people they're like, Oh, poor Ukraine. I'm like, yeah, we're uh, bombing Yemen. So, uh, are we doing, we're bombing schools. We're, we're doing the things that we're complaining about Russia. Exactly. We're doing the exact same thing. Uh, yeah, I don't hear you. No. What? We're bombing Yemen. Yeah. No, that was last year. No, How about Somalia? No, no, it's still going on. And Somalia. Mm-hmm. Yes, still going on. Oh, We're yeah. still bombing other countries. Oh, yeah. Rebelizing. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody knows what's really going on. Hmm. They only they only see COVID, gender, one two three plus. Hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> this is this is what it. people are concerned about. They're not yeah. concerned about we're murdering no. people. No. Murdering. Yes. They're they're more concerned about some politician's rich kid piggy bank over in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. That's what we're interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh you might want to reevaluate your values. Or get off of CNN and PMS, NBC, and yeah. Fox News. And Fox News. All of them. Yep. All of the regular mainstream media cable news outlets, they're all pointing you in directions one way or another so that you see what they want you to see and you don't see the things they want to keep hidden. Correct. I, <laughs> anyway, but I digress. So just know that the government's watching you. Mm-hmm. They know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Your phones aren't safe. No. Your computers are not safe. No. So watch what you do. And I've always been a big proponent of one. I don't text. I mean, I may text back and I'm like, call me or whatever. Right. If you want to have a conversation, I'm not texting this no. conversation uh, because you lose a lot of inflection in it. And yes. Things can be taken wrong. I don't put anything in the email that isn't just the facts Mm -hmm. period. I do not put opinion in emails. Mm -hmm. I do not converse over emails. Mm -hmm. Call me. Mm -hmm. But what about that Twitter account that you're posting on all the time? (laughs) Yeah. Don't have one, but anyway, that's right. But I digress. I think you got some Twitter news, don't you? I do. I would love to hear it. 
Well, the big thing in the news that everybody's heard of already, I'm sure, uh, is Elon Musk. Fanboy. Yeah. He uh, now owns 9.2% of Twitter. <laughs> Makes him the huge major- majority stakeholder. Uh-huh. Um, they even put in a, a provision for board board members because they um, elected appointed him to their board of directors. And in the bylaws of their board of directors, they cannot own more than 15% of Twitter. So they've capped him at 49.9% if he starts to buy more. Uh, right now he has 9.2. Um, so this happened on, let's see, Jack Dorsey uh, tweeted about it on, it was uh, April 5th. Mm-hmm. Says, I'm really happy Elon's joining the Twitter board. He cares deeply about our world and Twitter's role in it. Uh, Parag, which is the CEO of, of Twitter now, and Elon both lead with their hearts and they will be an incredible team. Awesome. That was on April 5th. On April 9th, <laughs> Elon Musk floated an idea. The idea of turning Twitter's San Francisco headquarters in a, into a homeless shelter. To a hotel. He pulled his Twitter followers asking, uh, let's see, where where is it? Here it is. He says, uh, convert Twitter San Francisco headquarters to homeless shelter since no one shows up anyway. Oh, so and most people voted in favor of it. He did a poll on Mm -hmm. his uh, Twitter account. I don't don't have the numbers, but uh, yeah, he became the largest shareholder after amassing 9.2% stake in the company. And floated the idea of turning Twitter's headquarters in San Francisco headquarters into a homeless shelter because nobody shows up anyway. I love that. That's awesome. That is, that is you know, you got to like the guy. You got to. Oh, yeah. Um, I haven't found anything about him I, I don't like. Um, let's see. Oh, actually, I do have uh, six hours after Musk po- uh, posted the poll. An overwhelming majority of users had voted in favor of repurposing Twitter's headquarters, as he suggested. 91% of the 912,000 votes said yes. <laughs> that ought to tell you what people think of there you uh, go. Twitter. Um, <laughs> and then his next question, delete the W in Twitter. Twitter? Titter. Titter. Oh, I think he's just just having fun now, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's already complaining, you know, that celebrities don't like, uh, the people he mentioned were Taylor Swift and Justin Bieber rarely use Twitter. Um, he wants to, he wants to do some changing. Uh, he's thinking about creating a subscription platform for it. I don't know. Um, but he does say there is going to be a lot of changes in the, in the coming months. Good. So not years, not eventually in the coming months. So I'm guessing knowing Elon Musk as much as anyone does, um, he's not one to sit still. No. I see a lot of uh, either changes in Twitter or some serious backlash, and he's not going to keep quiet about it. Let's go uh, change Twitter uh, a little bit because I got to go uh, launch rockets and uh, build cars. <laughs> but he did promise to bring more drama to the Twitter board. 
I think he's already accomplished that. Oh, yeah. I think <laughs> it's going to be fun. This is going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the moral high ground that the uh, Twitter community has. I just. You well, know, it's, it's like the dark some, night. Some men want to see everything burn. Yeah. Some men just want to see the world burn. Yeah. And that's how I kind of view Musk on the Twitter thing. He just wants to see it burn. Oh, yeah. He wants to see how much he can get away with, I think. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is people that are on Twitter think that that's real life. Ugh. A lot of them do. Um, not everybody, obviously. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them think it's real life and think that that is real societal opinion the fact of the matter is there was a poll not long ago and i'm not a huge believer in polls but i do think they can they can show trends um polls in politics is the one that i'm really not not keen on i think i but like this one i think i like polls and single moms well yeah i'm a, I'm a supporter of those single moms um <laughs> hardest job in the world but uh <laughs> no uh, way but there were, uh, it came out that 75% of adults in America do not tweet. You know why? Because it's dumb. Yeah. When Twitter came I out. I don't tweet. I do read Twitter. I don't. I, d- I, I, do don't, I don't participate certain, in any way. There are certain people that I follow on Twitter just to see, get some opinions and get some viewpoints and kind of see what's going on. But very few. I don't. I don't log into it every day. I don't have it on my phone. You know, it's nothing like that, but um, I, I do glean a lot of information from a lot of sources. So I remember when Twitter started and I got on it when it began. I do have an account yeah. that I haven't used in a long time. And I was on the account and it was like having spaghetti for dinner. <laughs> Yeah. And even, you know, even there, there were some Twitter posts out there that were like taking your crap right now. Nice. And I said, this is impossibly useless. Facebook was like that for a long time. All it was is pictures of things people were eating. Well, let me, let me, let me finish. <laughs> I still find it the same way. It doesn't okay. matter if they write more. Yeah. I still find it the same way. It is absolutely useless to me and the mind control that goes on with it yeah is just i'm out and i'm a tech guy mm-hmm. i'm a bleeding edge guy yeah. i buy stuff first yes i get the absolute bleeding edge of technology and i looked at that and i was like this is for morons <laughs> this is for stupid people and you're not wrong well i mean that was my honest opinion i yeah. said this is for stupid people no, I wouldn't call Elon Musk a stupid person. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm I not know. saying that he is, but I'm just saying that the. I mean, well, he's a, a lot, businessman. There, there's it's a used, lot of it's ina- a tool. There's a lot him. of inanity. You know, a lot of inane just mm-hmm. babble that happens. Well, look, I, I went a to lot. I went to uh, how to be an executive class. Mm. Uh, through a security company that that I did, and and the guy was up there. He's like, "You need a Twitter account. You need an Indeed account or a LinkedIn account, mm-hmm. and you need you need a Facebook account and this account and that account." And and I, I was like, "I understand. I understand. I'm not doing it. 
I don't need to network that bad. I just don't. And LinkedIn is a friggin' network for finding jobs. Yes. It was created by IT recruiters Mm -hmm. back in the early 2000s. I remember when it was brand new and it was nothing but IT recruiters trying to get, you know, IT professionals to sign up so that then they can, you know, scan your resumes and, you know, do the headhunting thing a whole lot easier than they used to do it. And it's that's still, all it was. And it's still, still that is. way. It's still that way. I have a LinkedIn account that I have not logged into in at least five years. No. And I'm, I still get emails from it, you know, telling me about job opportunities. I'm on it five days a week when I'm at work. Yeah. I'm really, I, re- I really am. And just, just because it is a business Cause tool. A, Cause you're a social media junkie. Yeah. That's it. Uh, uh, no, I'm not reading stuff. Actually, yeah. though, the security quizzes are good. I love those. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, crossword puzzles for nerds. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, I went to the executive training and they told me to get a Twitter account and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I already had one. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll try this. Mm-hmm. Nah. Still not doing it. <laughs> and I understand if you're running a business, you're running a corporation, yeah. that, that that is a very important thing that you get on. It's a useful tool. Yeah. If you use it the right way. Right. Yeah. Right. If And if, don't read comments. If it's for social, yeah, mm-hmm. you're a moron. Sorry. You're a moron. And nobody gives a shit about what you're doing. They really don't. No. Living no. my best life. Hashtag lake life. living my best life is the stupidest phrase. It makes no sense. I know what you're trying to say, Mm -hmm. but it makes no sense. It's horrible. English living my best life. How do you know it's your best life? It can't get any better. What? I'm going to trump your conversation by saying you wouldn't even post that if you didn't have a huge hole in your soul. There you go. And you wanted attention from people who just aren't giving it to you. No. And who you don't have, care. You have this sick desperation of somebody who desires attention so much that you're willing to throw your personal stuff out to the world. Yes. They are perpetual egomaniacs with inferiority complexes. Mm-hmm. And a bit of a narcissist. Yeah. It's the perfect platform for narcissists. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it's an easy way to find an echo chamber. Yeah. Whole bunch of people that agree with you, no matter how dumb your idea might be, or, or even how great your idea is. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. You'll find people that agree with you and they'll support you. And then you can bounce back and forth with a group of 20 or 30 or a hundred thousand, whatever number of people, which will just continue to support what might be a really dumb idea. <laughs> Flat earth. Yeah. <laughs> Lizard, oh God! Lizard people living in the hollow earth. Oh, uh, turn the freaking frogs gay! I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. Do you understand that? Turn the freaking frogs gay. You really have to watch out for the triggers on this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff! All right, so what else you got? Um, that's all I have was the Microsoft story and that carried us through about 30 minutes. Well, there was the Elon stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't have anything else in tech. There's not much tech news today, 
even, you know, the tech news sites that I visit are talking about Ukraine. And I just wanted to not have any discussion on Ukraine and the Russia crisis, not because I feel, you know, I'm not, I'm not being cold hearted to the Ukrainian people who are the real losers in all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody's think, talking about it. Everybody's it's talking about us. it. I think it's, I think that, I think that dead horse has been beat enough. And six months from now, nobody will care. Exactly. That, and they don't talk about the real issue anyway. And we've already done that. And I'm just not doing it anymore. Hey, do you know there was a bunch of tornadoes in Louisiana yesterday? Again? Yeah, tore the place up. New Orleans and all kinds ah. of things. But we're talking about Ukraine. Yeah, well. So, anyway. that. But I digress. So, if you want to get in touch with me, you can contact me at scott at techtools.net. That's scott at T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z. Where can we find you, Dean? Dean at techtools.net. Dean, D-E-A-N, at the little at sign, which is the shift key plus the number two. Techtools, T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z dot net. Ampersand. And I'm not going to uh, spell net. Net. But... (laughs) I don't know. I spell the rest of it. That's good enough. Um, or you can go to our website, techtools.net. You can find a contact us uh, link there. You can also donate and send us a little bit of chatter. If you find any value in the stuff that we are putting out to you, put a dollar amount on it. Send it to us. Set up. You can also sign up for a monthly subscription, uh, which is the monthly donation. Could be a dollar a month. Could be five. Could be ten. Could be a couple grand a month. I would not be upset by that, um, <laughs> because you know it costs us time and it costs us money to do this, and we are fully self-supported. We do not get any money from definitely not big pharma. Yeah, but we bro. have no sponsorships. I need uh, gas money, bro. Yeah, and we want no sponsorships. That's right. That way they can't control us through monetary right. means. That way we can say what we want to say, it, when <laughs> we want to say it. And if our donations get high enough, then uh, Scott and I can start doing this full time. Mm-hmm. Probably do a couple of these a week and have better, more in-depth information. Yeah, the only thing that messes us up is having a job. <laughs> yeah, there's that. You know, the whole uh, having a job. Um, I, I apologize to you, Dean, for slipping into my uh, DJ voice. That's all right. But but <laughs> always, you know, <laughs> in another career. Second song, <laughs> Tom's coming off. Welcome to the stage, Destiny. Let's hear it, boys. <laughs> Get those dollar bills out. So, Dean, one more thing. Yes. Stay safe. Stay safe, Scott. All right. Another one in the can. Yeah.